Good near Shabbos, Parshas Lech Lecha. It's, it always uh, amazes me that the first Nisayan that is redacted in many of the Svarim, I'm not sure if that's the word, but the one that's counted as the, the first of the Nisayan, as according to most of the Mephorshim, is Lech Lecha. And even though the Kivshan Eish story happened beforehand, I mean, that Avram was faced with either believing God or facing the fiery furnace, an FFF, face the fiery furnace. He chose to face the fiery furnace because he wanted to believe in God. And he refused to change his beliefs. And because he refused to change his beliefs, he, Hashem did an amazing miracle and saved him. But that was not included, according to most people, as his Nisaya. Really? I mean, for me, that would be a pretty big Nisayan. I mean, I, I like to say to myself for sure that I would have no problem jumping into the fiery furnace. But, you know, I not an easy thing. So I think that uh, we have to understand what is the Nisayan of Lech Lecha? And it says, Leave, uh, leave your, your home, leave actually your land, your birthplace, your father's home, to the land which I will show you. So a lot of people explain that it's a, not a simple thing to go to the unknown. Hashem says, I'll tell the land which I'll show you. But I have a big question. Avram Avinu was persona non grata, which is uh, Yiddish for not liked. Why? Because he represented the antagonistic approach to the, the main theme of the country at the time. The main theme of the country at the time was believing in the fire sun god, who was Nimrod's god. And he was, you know, threatening the whole system by saying, no, there's a God to that God, and that's Hashem. And so therefore, he was not a very popular person. So what is the challenge of leaving your land? Your birthplace? Again, the birthplace he didn't relate to too much. And me base of from your father's home. Your father's home? Your father who ratted you out to the authorities? Call him thinking about a stinker, you know? Your own father rats on you to the authorities and you have to be sent to the fiery furnace. So why is that such an asylum to leave your country? So that's when a lot of people say, well, the major part of the asylum was the going to the unknown. I hear that. But it seems to be that there's more to that. I mean, especially if God is now promising him this. God is telling Abram, I'm going to make you great. And and I make you into great nation, and I will bless you, and your name is going to, you're going to be famous, and you're going to be a source of blessing for the whole world. And anybody who blesses you is going to be blessed, and anybody who curses you will be cursed. And all blessings to the whole entire world is going to come to you. It means you're going to be wealthy and famous and having everything that you want, and children too. Now, if that's the story, <laughs> what's going on here? What kind of test is it? And again, when he was threatened to, you know, believe in, you know, stick to his beliefs about believing in God or, be, or giving to the fire God, 
he chose to believe in his God, and therefore he had to face the fiery furnace. And Hashem didn't tell him he was going to save him. There was no promises. So he was willing to give up his own life for what he believed in without any promises of anything happening. So when God actually tells him, leave your family, your home, your, the country, means a place you don't really like anyways, and go to the land which I'm going to promise you, which I'm going to tell you, and you're going to be blessed and you're going to be wealthy and you're going to be famous and all the blessings of the world are going to come through you. So that's a no-brainer. God's promising him. God already proved himself by saving him. So what's the Nisoyan about believing in God now? So this Fast Emes actually says an amazing idea. And he says, basically, the next Pasuk says, Bayelech Avram Kasher Diber Lav Hashem. That Avram went on his journey, Kasher Diber Lav Hashem, as Hashem has told him. And going the, because Hashem told him, that is the passing of the test. How does that make sense? Because Hashem was tempting him, testing him, by giving him ulterior motives. You're going to be wealthy, you're going to be famous, you're going to have a family, all blessings are going to come through you. Ulterior motives. So how did Avram pass the test? By Yelech Avram, and Avram went because God told him to go. And that was passing the test. Because God wants him. That's it. I'll tell you, there's a lot of interesting ideas that come out in the Parsha. And uh, one of the Neve alumni, Alexander Gali Shlita, he asked a question like, there's so many stories about amazing Gedolei Olam and the Avos HaKadoshim and the Shvatim and every all the big Nevi'im and everybody seems to be quite perfect and amazing and supernatural. But it's sometimes it's, it makes it hard to relate to. So yes, last week we mentioned about Noah um, being not necessarily the greatest of all tzaddikim, right? Because of the Rashi. And um, so it it seems very, sometimes it's hard to relate to some of the tzaddikim that seem to be way beyond us. And sometimes we feel it's hard to, for us to relate to them because we, maybe our upbringing or our circumstances or some of our choices have made it that we feel that we can never amount to anything on such a monumental level as, you know, Avram Yitzhak Yaakov and all the other Gedolim and stuff like that. So, aside from Noah being a tzaddik, amazing tzaddik, and the opinion that he was not the greatest, that should give us some chizik, but there's some more hope. Maybe even people who feel they don't even touch the toes of Noah on the negative side, on the yeshdorsenus of the gnai. Some people feel that we can't even get to his toes on that level. So what do we do? So I think that it's important that we understand that Kosh made this world. That Kosh wanted to have a dira batachtonim. He wanted to have a dwelling place in the lowest worlds. In the lowest of low worlds. That means even when we feel we're on the lowest of low levels, Kosh wants to have a dwelling place within us at that low level. It doesn't have to be only 
at the level when you know you're on top of the game, and maybe it's even more chashuv that we come to find a kosh when we're at the low levels, and therefore we see that Avram is sent after to save his nephew Lot. Now Lot was not such a virtuous person, but he he was, he, was, he did the mitzvah of Chesed. But where did he choose to live? I, I think um, San Francisco would be a compliment to Stone. You know, Stone and Moore, they, they were the lowest of low. And that's where Lot chose to live. He wanted that lifestyle, which to me is beyond my comprehension. But Lot was so important to Avram that he saved him that when these four kings and the five kings had this big battle, Avram Avinu went and saved Lot. And and he solved the war. He was decisive in the war. And he saved his nephew. And then he restored everybody. And Lot went right back to Sodom. <laughs> Avram didn't say, oh, no, no, Lot, you have now come and, you know, and, and go open up and uh, learn in Yeshiva and B'nai Brak. No, nor Lakewood. So we see that Avram Avinu understood that Lot served a function and a purpose even being on such a low level. Now, I don't want you guys to get any ideas that maybe oh, Lot, he was such a great guy. Avram Avinu went to save him. Maybe we should name our kids after Lot. You know, he was such a great guy. Avram would save a guy like Lot, you know. Lot was not so virtuous, but Lot's daughters were virtuous. And Lot's daughters took the goodness of Lot. Lot had learned chesed in Avram Vinu's house. He had some of that amazing quality of chesed, which is the building blocks of society and community in, in the world. And nonetheless, even though Lot was not a, such a virtuous person in his hanhaga. But we see his two daughters understood that they had to start the world anew. And the only way to do it was to get their father drunk. Now, Lot's daughters, uh, there's a famous Maisa with Moshe Feinstein, that Lot's daughters, some rabbi was giving a whole drusha on how sick Lot's daughters must have been and how trust and preachistic they must have been to look to do what they did. And what happened was the guy, after this drusha this rabbi gave, he got very sick. And he, like, had to go to the hospital. And uh, Rav Moshe Feinstein knew this Rav. He was a hush of a person. I don't know his name. But Rav Moshe Feinstein came to the hospital to visit this Rav. And this Rav told him an amazing thing, that he got sick. And two women in shawls, like, you know, uh, came and appeared to him and says, you think we're preachistic and trust? Everything we had was totally L'Shem Shemaim. We thought the world was ending and we had to start the world anew. And we knew our father knew how to do chesed despite all the evil going around. And we thought this is the only way to start the world again. So, you know, again, Noach, according to some opinions, he wasn't the greatest tzaddik. Hashem started the world again with him. Lot's daughters, again, according to this Misa, were on a very high level and totally had L'shem Shemayim. The world was 
started with them. How is the world started with Lot's daughters? Because we know David Melech came from Lot's daughters. And Mashiach is going to come from that. Crazy, crazy Misa. So, now, you know, we don't know their names. We know Lot's name. Nobody names a kid Lot. But we have to understand that sometimes recognizing a Kosh even on such a low level is one of the most important things we could do. And that's part of the biggest chiddush and part of the most important things that we've got to strive for. Every time we fall and we feel ourselves on such a low level and we say, oh, we should stop ourselves and say, Hashem, you know what? I fell. I'm such a low level. But I have an opportunity to find you here on this low level. And that's exactly what Hashem wants. And if we do that, then we could reclaim our levels and elevate the whole situation to a greater, greater level. And hopefully that will be part of the catalyst of being, bringing Mashiach. And we see that Avram Avinu, even just saving the people of Stom, you know, he was pleading, he was crying, as it were, if, if there's 50 people, if there are 50, then 45, not 45, 40, 30, 20, 10. And after being told there's not 10 people, so he couldn't save the whole city. Why would you want to save the whole city? Just go save Lot. Go save Lot. He was the one most important person. That's what we wanted really out of that thing. No, there's something more. There's something more that the whole city... And the whole matzav is set up in a way that we could find if there's if there are ten tzaddikim, then there's a possibility of bringing out tremendous kedusha from amongst all the tumah. And what it basically tells us is like this: is that if we find ourselves that we find ourselves at low levels and we feel we've fallen to such a level of lot and below that, what could we, what, what hope is there for us? So Avram Avinu says, is there ten, are there 10 tzaddikim there? Can you find 10 people? And if you find 10 people, connect with them. Try to be influenced by those people. And that should give us the strength to say that even if I'm on such a low level, and I can't really be like one of those other 10 people, but at least be connected. And if I'm connected, then I'm finding a Kosh Baruch Hu even on my low level. And that's what Hashem wants. That's part of the purpose that Kajbor created this whole world. Because he wants to have even the people who are so far connect to him. Hashem should help us all not fall to low levels, but know that if we do fall, we gotta find a Kajbor, we gotta connect to Tzadikim, and we gotta Davin that we should pull ourselves out. And every time we do something like that, it's getting us closer and closer to the Diaz Gold Sedek, Bimheri Bimenu, Amen. Have an amazing Shabbos.